Well, kia ora whanau. Welcome to another deep dive on the podcast. Now, for those of you that have listened to this show long enough, you'll know that some of my favorite conversations are with people that have played Survivor, whether it's um, Australian version, New Zealand version, US version, what have you. One of the greatest shows on earth, I reckon. <laughs> and uh, today I got to sit down with Josh Milgate, who recently uh, played on the Blood vs. Water Australian season. He came fourth last in, I believe it was 46 days, uh, and he played an amazing game. So we got to sit down and talk about his game and and his strategy going in and the things he learned along the way. He's also an airplane pilot, and those yarns were really interesting too, uh, flying the big jets. So lock in. Lots of info in this one with an absolute legend. Josh, mate, all the way from Mel- Are you in Melbourne? Yeah, I'm in Melbourne, man. Yeah. Oh, mate, lucky I got that right. Because I, I was actually thinking before I set this up, if you're in Perth, I've stuffed this up completely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> East Coast, my old um, So uh, zooming in from Melbourne, mate, and... um. I mean, from what I understand, you've just gotten back from what, like Hawaii or something like that? Yeah, just got uh, just finished a work trip last night, got in from Hawaii and um, back to sunny Melbourne, mate. Mate, beauty. Beauty is, is do you find like you have to take some time? For people that don't know or only know you from Survivor, you obviously, you know, work in the airlines as a pilot. Do you, yeah, body clock readjusting like you're sweet now, like yeah, you're all good? Or? I, um, I work with Jetstar, so we're lucky enough that our international network is mainly Southeast Asia and Hawaii. Mm. And so the time differences are usually only, you know, a couple of hours. Hawaii is 20, but it's actually the way it works out. You sort of either, you only end up like four hours off what the local time is, but just on a different day back home. So like if I call the missus right. in Hawaii, it'd be like 6 p.m., but it'd be 2 p.m. in Melbourne. So it's not too bad. Well, that's all right, um, eh? What's that, What would yeah. you say? Is that mid-haul then, mid-haul? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, most of our flights are. Yesterday was a long one coming back from Hawaii, but um, most of them are sort of eight to eight to ten hours, man. So it's not it's not too hectic. But mm. um, yeah, in terms of like getting back, like I'm pretty. You get pretty tired. Like if you put it in Melbourne time last night, we sort of got picked up from the hotel. It would be two a.m. Melbourne time, yeah, yeah. and I didn't walk in the door at home till six p.m. Sort of thing. So if you look at that as a work day, it's um, they're pretty solid knocks, man. And um, yeah, mate. Yeah. yeah, mate. It's a, it's a, it's actually such an interesting gig. And I, I, when I knew we were teeing this up, I was actually keen to yarn about it because I don't think we've had, I don't think we've had anyone that's like pilot or worked in airlines hop yeah. on before. Um, that's a big call out to you, Jerry, because um, yeah, you know, on, he, he, mate, yeah. he's, he's too scared. <laughs> but um, <laughs> well, he reckons he's not a yarner, but he scared, is. <laughs> <laughs> but um, mate, how how do you go? You know what? I want to do mid-hauls is that kind of because from what i understand from a couple of friends not just jerry that work in airline you know you kind of you work your way up you know you work your way to whatever and you kind of from what i understand this is more from a hostess or host point of view um you kind of get what you're given and and you kind of work your way up i don't know if that's the same with piloting or not essentially it is um in jetstar we've got two jets we've got the a320 which is the smaller you know um 180 to 200 20 sort of seater and that does our domestic network a little bit of new zealand stuff so when i was on that i would um i was based in the gold coast yeah. and like some of our best flights were like um you know gold coast queenstown returns like flying to queenstown was amazing um we do wellington returns and so that's like a nice day you'd start sort of early in the morning but you'd be back back home in the gold coast by the afternoon and, yeah yeah um and then the rest is just sort of sydney's and and um and melbourne returns and stuff like that and then 
The next jet we have is a Boeing 787, the Dreamliner, and that's um, when you bid to go on that, you sort of you get locked into that network. And just the way it works with Jetstar, we only do the Southeast Asia. It's more of the holiday market for the Aussies and um, a bit of Hawaii. But Qantas are running 787s, and they do like super long haul stuff. So it more it goes off what jet you're on, um, right. what you do in Jetstar. But every airline's a little different, man. Do they? Do you start small, bro? Do you start like, say, you're a beginning pilot, first mm. flight? You 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 like you're going to be doing a short flight. Um, yeah. Um, the way it starts now, like because Jetstar have second officers now, when I started, they didn't have second officers. So we would just go straight into, um, we did our cadetship. I was lucky enough to get a cadetship when I was uh, 20, 20, I started, did all my wow. training. And then I was in the sort of airline by the time I was 22. I just ticked over 10 years actually. And on April 23rd, hey, 10 yeah. years in the piloting. What? Yeah. Um, and so what we did, we did, you know, all our training and, and went straight into flying the smaller jet. Yeah. Uh, but now what, what the young guys are doing when they come on, they go um, and they sit in the back of the 787 as a second officer. So they don't take off and land, but they manage a plane in cruise. And, yeah. you know, when you're, when you're rotating through rest breaks and stuff like that. So they get a look at the big jet first. Then they go to, you know, first officer on the narrow body, it's called the A320. And then they come back to the big jet. And then when I want to become a captain, so I'm a first officer now, when I want to become a captain, the pathway is generally you'll go back and become a captain on the domestic jet. And right. then the super senior guys that have been there from the start of Jetstar, they're the captains on the on the 787. So, yeah, it's sort of like a little bit of a pathway that everyone oh, sort of bro. takes. Mm. That's so interesting to me. I know I, I'm laughing in my head because you're probably here thinking, all right, survivor questions, here we go. Nah, mate, Done them know. all. And people are listening in going, okay, let's hear about – but, bro, this is, the, this is interesting. So <laughs> is it true then, bro, that um, – this might sound like a real dumb question, but like you and say – so you're a first officer, yeah? Yep. And you've got your captain. Is there mm-hmm. normally just two of you up in the cockpit? With with um, long haul stuff or, you know, Jetstar, we have three generally. If there's no like training going on right, right. or anything like that, there'll be a second officer sit, okay. sit in the back. And, yep. So I think the question I was thinking of then is like, are you, if there's three of you, for example, are you all fed different food? Yes. Yeah, you are. That's a good, that's a random question, but you're right. Yeah. Because food poisoning is probably one of the most common things that can, you know, especially when you go to these Asian countries and stuff like that, you got to be, yeah, that's the most common cause of sort of incapacitation of violence. <laughs> so we all can't eat the same meals, and um, yeah, just to stop that. So oh, bro, that's because yeah. I mean, like, I know that you know you'd be the first person to say that once you're trained, you know what you're doing. You're flying a plane, and it might sound crazy, but you, you know you, you're trained for it. Like anything, if you're trained yeah. for a job, you know what yes. you're doing. Yeah. But I mean, just putting it into context for just a second, you're flying, and I always think this when I'm in a plane, because I mean, I, I mean, I fly often, but I'm never the biggest fan, you know? I mean, I like yeah, it when yeah. you can get the movie up and stuff, but I mean, when you're just flying over, when, when you're just flying domestic and there's no movie and you're just like, yeah. okay, let's just land this thing. Just you're literally it. piloting a metal tub yeah. full of people. Yep. Yeah. Like, do you, like, does that ever cross your mind when you're in the, in the cockpit? Like the pressure's um, on here. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe not as much, you know, in the real thing, but when you're doing like a, a pilot in that commercial industry, we, all we do is what if this happens? What if that happens? So the whole time you're sort of thinking of contingency and, you know, all right, we got this airport down here. If something goes wrong right now. And like, the whole job, the ninety nine point nine percent of the time, nothing happens. So you're just always planning for what if, what if, what if, and yeah. you know that transferred to survivor. Funnily enough, but true. Um, yeah, I suppose we do think about that, man. If you put it that way, because we're always thinking, you know, if this happened now, what would we do? 
I'm assuming though it'll be calm though. Like I know for me, if I'm hitting turbulence as a passenger, right? Mm. I'm always looking at the crew um, because yeah. when you look at the crew and they're calm, wow. I'm calm, you know? Like exactly. the amount of times I've been in turbulence and it's rattling like crazy. And then there's the, the, the steward like, you want some coffee? Like yeah. he's serious? Like we're no, dying it's, right it's now. Just, but you It's know? more annoying. It's annoying, <laughs> man, because we've got to put the seatbelt sign on. Like yeah. you put that on for safety to make sure that, you know, because you never know sometimes like yesterday coming back from Hawaii, it was we're sitting in clear air. You know, we're not in cloud and it was just bumpy as, and we're just going, there's nothing much you can do about this. You know, we can't, it's not like we're, we're flying through cloud and we're trying to avoid weather. It was just clear air turbulence for a good half an hour. And so what causes uh, that? We don't know. Like yesterday it's like convective. I think it was a bit, you know, we're flying through um, around Fiji and stuff like that. And so, you know, the hot, hot air rises and you go through pockets of it and but clear air can be jet streams as well above you. It's just weird, man. Sometimes you can't pick it. Um, it wasn't showing up on our charts or anything like that. So you just sort of got to, in that case, you put the seatbelts on, on just in case something really, you know, you get a bad pocket and you can really, you know, send people flying into the roof or something <laughs> like that. So for us, it's like, yeah, just make sure safety first, but turbulence wise, it's more of annoyance and annoyance than, you know, a, a real, real danger. Unless you're flying into a, the core of a thunderstorm, which no one does. Like, no, by the no, way, no, no one no. has to worry about that. It's yeah. um, it's because, because here's the thing, man, like when, when as it, many, many people that listen to this podcast, bro, they'll be like me, um, have been passengers but never like got to yarn to the pilot of a plane and it's like the other thing i think of too bear is like what do you do for eight hours when you're in cruise control and i'm sure there's stuff to do (laughs) i'm sure there's stuff to do but like you know for eight hours straight like well that in the 787 funnily enough like when you go back so we go to crew rest area and when that's where we have our break for a couple hours while the other two will stay up there You'll go back and, and you've got to try and sleep, you know, so that way when you come back to the flight deck, if you're, if you're doing the landing, you know, you're nice and fresh. Um, so when you're actually on the flight deck, a lot of the times, like, you're just sort of updating, always checking the fuel. Um, hmm. You know, you, you use that time to study a little bit as well. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it, it's – it's that's the lull part of it, you know, yeah. like sort of sitting back and then it just ramps up. Like, it's takeoff and landing, uh, you know, and then in the middle it's usually pretty calm. But, again, if you're dodging weather – Mm. southeast asia there's always weather around the equator so mm. yeah, it sort of keeps you busy man you can't um yeah for sure. reading too much or anything like that if there's weather around so yeah, yeah. bro yeah i mean i know the hairiest landing for me was in cambodia which i that's southeast oh, really? asia i'd say yeah. yeah i think the plane came in at like this if my shaka is the wings <laughs> it came up in like this and i remember yeah. just like one wheel lifting off and up and then straightening out again it was like yeah Holy crap. And everyone, everyone like clapped to the pilots. It was kind of awkward. <clears throat> but I mean, we landed, you know? Mate, Wellington is the worst to land at. Like, I reckon, like Queenstown has some like sticky days as well, yeah, but yeah. Wellington is always like, and the runway is like, it's a little bit shorter. Yeah. It's run, it's water either side. Yeah. Um, it's got like a dip in the middle. So if you, if you try and flare and like make it too smooth, the runway like falls away from you. And then if you, if you float too much, you have to go around. And yeah. so, there's a lot of pressure always on at Wellington, but one of my best landings ever was like I got clapped from the uh, the passengers was yeah, it coming mate. into Welly. It was turbulent as, and somehow, mate, you're just holding on. You just greased it. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah, it was good. That's rewarding, eh? The reward of your job is that you've just landed a plane safely. I don't think you can really take much else out of that, eh? <laughs> um, you know so, mate. You know we can land them safely. Yeah. So <clears throat> you would say then that t- that the landing is the 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 part to stick. That's the yeah. hardest part of the whole, you know, um, a one-off. 
Yeah, it's just a, it's, um, it is, it's the fun part. Like you like being able to take off and land. Like that's the best part for us. Um, these modern jets, man, they're so, they're complicated, but there's so many moving parts in airlines that you're generally a manager as well, you know, and there's just something's going on with the cabin and then there's something's going on down with the, you know, they're loading the plane and someone, there's just stuff going on all the time, you know, passengers don't show up. So then we've got to find the bags and take them off. And uh, like, that's one of the most common causes. We'll be ready to go at the front all the time. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden we're like, come on, where's the paperwork? And like, ah, oh, we've got one person who's checked their bags in and then they, we can't find them in the terminal. And then, so for security, you can't you can't just yeah. take off with someone random's bag when they're not on the plane. True. So yeah, they've got to take. Sure. We've got to open up the plane, find where the bags are, close it all up again. You know, and it might be it might be right in the back. And <laughs> the boys have to get in there, <laughs> and so stuff like that happens all the time. And then, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's a tricky. It's a, it's an interesting job, man. It is interesting. It is interesting. Even for you, like when you are, because I, I actually flew. I actually flew to Wellington. Funny enough. Uh, few weeks ago and um it was all good actually it was a sweet as day but um i remember watching i was in wherever i was in the terminal and i could see the two people walking around the plane checking the wheels checking the the wings and and i didn't think anything of it and then i saw them hop on and come up to the cabin i was like oh bloody pilots so that's what you guys do then eh? you guys must do visual checks all around and yeah yeah every flight engineers do it as well but then we also have to go around every flight and just make sure. And you're checking things like, you know, tires, make sure your tires are in good nick because tire bursting on, on takeoff is like, you know, that's one of the more common ones as well. So you're looking to make sure the tire condition's good. You're just checking your lights, checking your wings, make sure everything's latched up, closed up properly. There's um, ports and stuff that, that measure, you know, your speed through the air and, and air pressure and stuff. And that gives us our readings on, you know, how fast we're going yeah. and how high we are. And if they get frozen over, you know, that can make the readings go wrong or if bugs fly into them. Um, so you just got to check for all sorts of stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. I've actually thought about that. I was actually thinking that on, on that last plane trip I went on, um, when the, because you can obviously, you can hear the wheels coming out. Yep. Um, pro, pro, you know, close to landing. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. And I was thinking if they froze and didn't hmm. come out, what the hell do you do? You get There's water some- land, right? Or? Uh, no, there you can do belly up landing, like uh, gear up landings, but there's also um, you'll have redundant systems as well. So you have like one method of putting the gear down where you, you put the gear lever down and it should just drop. And if that doesn't work, there's other mo- ways to do it manually so that they'll sort of unlock and right. then you wind it down into position, um, depending on the aircraft. And then worst case scenario, you'd have to land like some planes. Recently, there was one in America, like a couple of years ago, that landed with like two of the gears down and one wasn't. Um, and so they just sort of tried to land on the both and then had to slowly lower the wing and yeah, yeah there's all sorts of stuff that you do we have checklists for everything man. bro I mean for you you must be so bored like, this is just work chat but bro, it's, <laughs> it, it's actually interesting because I mean unless you're one of those guys that goes and watches these shows on Discovery and you already know yeah, all these yeah, answers yeah. you know yeah. um, for your average Joe um, all good. All good. but um, for you man I'm, I'm curious like where did the desire to like get into it being a pilot come from and and what was that journey from the start to to now i guess yeah yeah um so my dad's an engineer for Qantas, and um and so right he started in well my earliest memories were in sydney we're living on the central coast but i was actually born in victoria and mum's family is all from victoria and um, mum would get uh pretty homesick when i was younger and she'd always want to come back and dad so we're always just on planes you know flying from melbourne to sydney and and back um Mm. And I remember like back in the day, dad could take me out onto the tarmac and, you know, show me yeah, the plane yeah, yeah. and you can go up to the flight deck. And so 
I always just frothed on aeroplanes. I was always at the airport. Um, so I had it in my mind that I wanted to do that. Love Top Gun as a kid, man. Bro, uh, I just watched it for the first time. Oh, really? Number one? Unreal. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, shit, bro. <laughs> I can't wait for number two. I man. know, dude. Uh, I'm probably, yeah. hyped for it. Yeah, so yeah I cannot wait, man. Um, Tom Cruise. So- That's you, eh, bro? Up in the cockpit. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool, bro. Um, yeah, so I don't know, man. It was always there in the background. But then I grew up playing rugby league. And down in Melbourne, that was like a, you know, all the odd ones out. Um, but because dad, dad's from Sydney, you know, mum's Kiwi. And so we're always just a rugby family. They met at a rugby club. Um, yeah, I, I grew up playing league and then that got pretty serious, man. Like um, we got involved with like Melbourne Storm Juniors and stuff when I was about 14, 15. True. And that all just sort of rolled through my, you know, teen years. And so the piloting sort of took a back foot step, you know, we're playing um, nationals and stuff for Victoria. And then, you know, we're in and around, hanging around at the Storm and stuff like that, trying to make it into the under 20s and then the reserve grade side. And um, so, yeah, piloting took a back seat. But then it got to a point where like, you know, I was on the fringe working hard at Storm. Like I'd finished high school and mm. I was like, oh, do I want to go to the Air Force? But the Air Force guys said like it's a 10-year lock-in um, and and you can't play footy anymore. And so that was when I was like 18. And I'm mm. like, oh, that, that sort of scared me off a little bit from the Air Force. And then um, so I kept chasing footy for another couple of years. And then it got to a point where, you know, I was I would have to keep working really hard grinding at it. But then I um, applied for this uh, university course where they started paying for your flying lessons mm. as well. And it was like three years and you end up with your commercial pilot license. You had a big hex step, but you'd end up with a bachelor's degree in aviation, all that sort of stuff. And right. I was like, oh, do I keep trying to, you know, crack this footy thing where like my shoulders had gone by that stage. I dislocated both my shoulders and that was, that was like a recurring injury. And some of these young Islander kids, bro, would come into training. I'd be doing, you know, I was a smaller player, like, I've been yeah. doing bench press, trying to get up my numbers from like 15 years old. And, you know, yeah. I'm like 19, 20 at this stage and like just getting over 110 kilos and stuff like that. And like some of these like Islanders would come <laughs> in, bro, bro, how do you do bench press? And you'd show them and then they'd lay down on the bench while you'd still have all your weight on that you're just maxed out on. Yeah. And you're like, man, do you want me to take that off? Like, no, no, I'll be sweet, bro. And they're just like throwing it up. Like, <laughs> yeah, bro, right. come and put us to shame. You know, they're yeah. running 100 meters in 11 seconds mm, and, mm. and you just... Uh, you know, like athletes, and like I yeah. had a footy brain. I had a good footy brain. I played like hooker and halfback. I was like a director, but yeah, you know, Cameron Smith just, over here. Oh, mate, I tried to be, but um, <laughs> yeah, some of these young fellas coming through, mate, were just freak athletes. You know, just did shit with these. So yeah, um, it was getting to that point. I go, am I going to keep playing footy? Am I going to get into flying? Uh, I, I might, I might get this flying a crack. And um, yeah, I, I got into this university course. Started that, and within a few months of that, Jetstar started up a cadetship while at the same school that I was at. Oh, mate. And then, um, yeah, man, I, I was doing well with my flying and applied for the cadetship, and here we are, man. Dude. And mm. so do you – because when, you, when you're doing your cadetship, I'm assuming they have these sorts of like state-of-the-art, if you want to call it that, you know, like simulators, yeah? Um, um, cadetship, you actually do. You're just flying, um, you know, to get your commercial license, just like anyone – you have to go and fly the little Cessna. So we had like Cessna one. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the difference was that the Jetstar could choose their training provider and then they could also start getting us used to working as a multi-crew as opposed to single pilot operations from the, an early start point. Hmm. And then also they could monitor us all the way through and, and the pace that we had to do everything. Like we would, we were pumping out like theory subjects and then the flight, like you'd be flying and then you'd get your, private pilot license for example and then straight away we're doing commercial license stuff like it was just 
go, go, go. And then as soon as we finished that, it was like off to the off to the UK. We got to go to the UK to learn how to fly the jet. And it yeah. was just, you know, eight weeks over there, flat out, and then straight to Jetstar. And then, you know, months and months of training with, you know, really senior training captains next yeah, to you. Yeah. yeah, so it was just like a super steep learning curve. But, Mate, um, and I mm. think it's pressure. I'm a teacher. so I And I think it's pressure when you have, you know, your mentor teacher come and watch you teach maths for a lesson. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And you can bluff half your way through that. Yeah. And when you fly on a plane, <laughs> there's nowhere to hide. No, uh, no. And especially you're in the flight deck locked there with them for hours, <laughs> you know. So if they start grilling you with questions and you don't know what you're talking about, they... They make yeah. it hard for you. I can just imagine it'd be like, um, I don't know what movie this is off, but, but he's like doing his driver's test, you know, and you look over to the captain for you and be like, so mate, uh, you know, what music you listen to? No answer. Cool, cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jetstar's good. Man, Jetstar's good with like, because we've got chilled captains, yeah. um, a lot of younger guys too. And so it's a very, you know, they call it a cockpit gradient of like, you know, authority really. And, you right. know, and a lot of Asian carriers have a very steep, Gradient, whereas like the, I'm the captain, I'm the boss. You just do what you're told. Yeah. Whereas Jetstar is, you know, a lot less of that, which is better because you're not afraid to speak up as a first officer because you know yeah. you're working as a team and you and you pick things that you know if someone forgets something. You're not afraid to speak up, yeah. and that and that's and Jetstar's training is really good. Um, so you just yeah, it's just a good learning environment the whole time, man. And mm. yeah, a good place to work. Tell me about that first flight, like the first proper, you know, if you remember it. You know, the yeah. first one where you had all the responsibility, you, you know, you're the man to do it now. Well, in the jets, I've never had to, you know, you're never full responsibility, but because mm. um, the captain's there until you become But even that, no, but even that, bro, your first time, mm. first officer on a big plane, big flight, you yeah. know, like this is Mate, my I, biggest mission so far. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, man, I honestly don't. I'm shocking with this stuff. Like some people are really good. Like they'll- What memory? Like, oh, can you take a photo? <laughs> no, I got um, I just, I'm always like onto the next thing. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. I never stop and, and just be like, oh man, that was really cool. For, I just did my first flight, take a photo out front of the plane. I'm just like, yeah, no, nah, don't worry Hashtag about that. You know, like, Instagram. Onto the next, onto the next, onto the next. And then I, I sort of, it's a shame because I do sort of forget. Um, but mate, I, I worked hard like the whole time. It was, it was, I was, yeah. I can't remember it, bro, to be honest. I can't even remember where it was. I think it could have been up the Gold Coast, maybe. <laughs> um, I can't remember the landing. So, no, that's... Well, it must have gone well then if you can't remember it. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? exactly. They're the ones that you, you know, you remember the shit ones. So, no, nah, it's... um, It was... Obviously, it went all right, though, because I didn't, I didn't fail anything or do anything like yeah, that. Yeah. So all good. I don't know legally if you can tell me, and if you can't, then that's fine. Yeah, I don't know what I'm actually allowed to say or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know that, like, that flight that flight that went missing? No. Nah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nah, but can you share, can you share, um, and if you can't, it's all good, bro, but can you share, was there a flight you remember, and you can be vague on details if you want, that you remember, like, shit, that was, that was, that was freaky, like, that was a, that was a tough one, you know? Um, nothing, nothing like, uh, beyond the scope of, you know, breaking limitations on the plane or anything like that, just yeah. days into, like, Queenstown, yeah, Queenstown's yeah, right. a captain-only landing, Mm. And some of the weather in there, man. I remember one time, like this, the skipper's coming in, and you come in on runway. I think it's two, three, and the remarkables are right to your left. Yeah, you know, they're just sitting on your left there. But the airport's on this little flat patch, and this wind wraps around the remarkables and just hits you in the last like five hundred feet. And so it just like the captain, you're on a joystick on the A320, yeah, and this joystick was just like. Oh, dude. It was like stirring the pot, mate. Like, and he was just <laughs> in control of the whole thing, but it, the plane was just all over joint, and he was just fighting it. 
And he, he greased it, mate. He nailed it. But it was like one of those ones where I was like, bro, you were working hard then. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just, it was just super turbulent. And uh, Queenstown's renowned for that sort of stuff. So yeah, um, that was probably one of my yeah memories. But uh, again, I've been lucky to touch wood in my career not to have had yeah, yeah. too many incidents or anything like that. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's, yeah, just luck. Because, um, I mean, yeah. you know, that's the thing, bro. Like people have seen all the movies. We've seen, what's that movie with Tom Hanks? Sully? Uh, oh, Sully. That's legit, bro. Like, I know. I know. That yeah. is legit. But we yeah. see that. And, you know, that was we... legit. That's a 320. That's a, I, I fly that. Well, I used to fly that. Um, yeah. So watching that and watching what he did, he was unbelievable, man. Because that, that was a flock of seagulls through the engine, right? It's like geese. Like, geese. And not just one engine. Because if you hit one engine, you're all right. You can, yeah. you can keep flying. It's all, we do heaps of one engine work all the time. Yeah. You can lose both engines if you've got altitude. And you can glide for you know, a long way. Um, but losing both engines when you've got no altitude, that's that <laughs> no speed, no altitude. Like that's what you need. And he had none of it. And, uh, to manage to just even land and get everyone off that plane safely is just hectic well, in such a place like New York too. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's not like there's fields around, like you're in the middle of New York. I know. Um, unbelievable. Man. Cause that's the thing, bro. Like, I mean, you hate to, you'd hate to talk about it and, you know, like you say, touch wood, I'll touch wood again for you a second time, but you know, you never want to have a crash landing. But you guys must be highly trained in that, yeah? Like We know. do a lot of simulator work, sort of touching on your question before, like we're in the sims. It's meant to be every six months, but it sort of works out like every four months you're sort of in the simulator and um, and we've got like this really good training program where it's it's just a great environment to learn and work on. And so, but you're always practicing engine failures. You're always practicing, um, you know, landing with one engine and, and all sorts of different stuff, man. So it's always sort of fresh in our mind. You have every plane has memory items as well. Like yeah. for a certain number of failures, there, there are items that you need to know off the top of your head. And um, and after that Sully crash, I actually brought in a new checklist oh, um, wow. for the A320 to, you know, for a quick reference where you can just grab it and be like, yeah, you lost both engines. This is mm. what you do quickly, you know? So yeah, a lot of training, man. We're probably one of the most scrutinized industries, I think. Oh, you know, 100%. Like people, be, people become doctors and, you know, again, I don't know for sure, but um, they don't do much retesting. There's no, like, we're in the box with your job on the line, like the box and simulator, mm. every, yeah, four to six months, all the time and throughout the, your whole career. And then on top of that, you'll do line checks where you're out, you know, a check captain will come and sit in the back and watch you fly, just a local line flight. You know, you do that once a year. We do emergency procedures, which is like cabin crew and evacuations and stuff and survival training mm. and security training again, you know, every year. So it's just, it's just a constant sort of cycle. It's nuts, man. Because if you think about it, you're not just a you're not just a chauffeur, you know. Like you're not just a an Uber driver, <laughs> you know. No. Like you're literally legit. Like if we were to say we're over the bloody Amazon or something, I know the dumb example, but say we're over some place and you have to land in water somewhere or land or whatever, and we survive it. Yeah. Um, who we're looking to the captain for what happens next? Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and it is our responsibility still until rescue arrives. You know. Mm. Um. But you know, again, touch wood, <laughs> something like that never happens because that's you'd have to deal with a lot of different scenarios there. People would be panicking and, you know, you, yeah, there's a lot that would happen in a survival situation like that. But Dude, it is epic. Learn about it. Like, it is epic, man. Like, I mean, oh, thanks, mate. I know you do it for a job daily. It's like when people ask me about teaching and I tell them, and obviously it's not that glorious, but people are like, oh, well, blah, blah. and I'm always like, yeah, but I mean, I do it every day. It is what it is, you know? But you forget well, you forget that when you're not in that full time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and like any any subject where you can get into the depth of it, you can nerd out on it a little bit and it gets cool, you know, and I'm sure there's <laughs> stuff in teaching that, you know, that you would froth on that, that 
Oh, Other mate. people probably don't even know about, you mate, know. Mate, come talk to me about fractions, bro. Next yeah. time, <laughs> I'm doing fractions. <laughs> That's if I can get back with bloody COVID. Um, well, what's that for you then with piloting? Like, I mean, in terms of nerding oh. out, what's the area of piloting that you just, ner- like, is it this stuff um, we're talking about or is there other aspects to it that you're just like, oh, bro, uh, if you'd ask me about that. Anything. Like, oh, I don't know. Like, it's it's stuff you pick up throughout, like, um, like you, well, finessing your approaches and stuff like that, you know, making sure that if you can just get it bang on from top of descent all the way down and making this, like, perfect approach where the engine, engine thrust doesn't come up at all, you know, you essentially sort of chop the power at the top and you can get it right down to the runway, like stuff like that. When people do really nice approaches into a perfect landing, you're like, yeah, you nailed that. <laughs> Getting through a flight without even like, without even, you know, there's tiny things that people can forget all the time, like, you know, landing lights and some of that, not not a non-safety related thing, but it's, um, you know, if you can just, just nail everything throughout your day, um, stuff like that, trying to always, when, when situations do come up, manage them in, in a really smooth and efficient way, you know, like, Really good captains can save companies so much money mm. by the way that they manage situations that, you know, by avoiding diversions or there's the dog, um, by avoiding diversions, um, you know, just managing crew and and just people like it's, yeah, there's so much depth to it, man. Dude, because this is the other thing about your job too, man, is that, you know, you, you meet someone and you're like, what's up, bro? What do you do? Oh, I'm, I'm a builder or I'm a, I'm a teacher or I'm a... I'm a chef. You're kind of like, oh, cool, man. And you don't really ask more because you kind of have an idea as a, as everybody else does, you know, what that job entails. But when someone yeah. says a pilot. Yeah, there's a bit of mystery you know, to you've it. You've a mystery <laughs> to it, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, oh, really? Yeah. No, <laughs> so, no, it's, uh, no, it's cool, man. It's, I didn't get in it for that. Like, no, I think no. I got into flying because you sort of look at planes and you're a bit amazed by them as well. And I thought, oh, how do you, yeah. how do you fly that thing? And so I just figured out step by step and, you know, you, yeah, you put yourself in a good spot. and Yeah, man. Yeah. But um, no, it, it is a good job, man. There's a little bit of secrecy to it because yeah. of security stuff too, you know, and yeah, so uh, you can't just go out and say all, all this, yeah. all the stuff that goes on. But, well, I um, think you've done really well to keep it all vague. So I think- Well, I don't know. I'll probably good. get in trouble, man. I, I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> but um, hey, I'm going to ask you then, 10 years in, bro, are you still loving mm-hmm. it? Um, COVID was a good break. You know, True, like it, it yeah. made me, I've always been grateful for it because I sit there and I'm like, you know, you're flying, you see a beautiful sunset, you're flying over the Queenstown mountains, yeah. you're landing there and like, it's an amazing job. I've always loved it, but doing the domestic stuff, it does become very routine. You know, like mm. you go, you wake up in the morning, you go to work with your lunchbox, you come home at night, you rinse, repeat, you do that five, six days in a row, have mm. a few off. Um, and then internationally it was a little, you know, added a little bit of spice, but then, you know, COVID hit. Um, and I was just interested to try something a little different for a little while. Like uh, having a routine at home was nice, you know, being yeah, in bed yeah. at the same time every night, spending, yeah. not having to um, live by my roster, you know. Yeah. Your friends go, man, what are you doing this day? Ah, uh, uh, they can't come because i got work or I've got to check or I've got to put in for a day off or yeah. Yeah. I've missed my cutoff date for, you know, my roster request. So it's just got to be up to the roster and God's like, so there's all these things that come with flying that are just different to a normal job. Yeah, of course. Um. So when COVID hit, man, it was nice to have a little break, but um, about, you know, I did personal training for a year and a bit in there, like almost nice. two years with my, my brother's got a gym down here. Um, so I, I switched into personal CrossFit training. vibes or, or just like gym? No, nah, no. Nah. My brother's actually um, a boxing trainer and he, oh, yeah. he had a few amateur fights himself, but I just did more strength and conditioning, PT work. I got my certificate a while back 
because um, I've always been interested in it through the footy and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, so I just slotted back into that, which was which is awesome, man. I met some awesome clients and I still keep in touch with all of them today. Um, you're helping people very directly, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah, flying, you're like, yeah, I'm getting people to holiday destination. You're sort of helping people, but you don't get that, hey, man, like you're really helping me and you're helping people's mindset. You're help, yeah. helping them lose weight, feel better about themselves. Um, so that was cool, man. But then COVID started to, you know, it was affecting that industry as well. And um, yeah, by the, by the time it sort of, you know, mid mid last year was rolling around, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm ready to get back flying. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, I want to I go overseas again. I want to, yeah. yeah, just get back. And it's just a craft I've been working on for 10 years. You know, you're working on your management skills, you're working on communication, you're working on general flying skills. And then to just be like, nah, stop. Um, you sort of lose your sense of purpose a little bit there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think it's cool, bro. Like I, I, I was even thinking about it like this. You know, you say you could have been Melbourne Storm potentially. Say the shoulders uh, didn't decide to play up on you. You could have cracked that, yeah. And that would have been that would have been awesome. Maybe, maybe. I don't know about that. You know, but like let's say <laughs> that's trying. how. <laughs> I was trying. <laughs> yeah, if the boys didn't come and outbench you. But, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like the fact that your life turned out this way instead. You know, it's hmm. quite cool to to see that. And you said that your mum, because I actually thought this when I watched the Survivor. I saw some. Yeah. Um, Unless I was mistaken, because we were... Uh, yeah, yeah um, mum's Maori. Boom. I was going to say, because yeah. our TV, we aren't... Hopefully no one comes after us for me saying this, but New Zealand, we didn't. We don't stream Australian Survivor, so, you know, yeah, our well, blurry uh, uh, stream. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, but I thought I saw some Tamoko yeah, stuff Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, so mum's Maori. Our family is uh, from Oraki, New Zealand. Yeah. Um, around Auckland. It's a beautiful spot, man. Ngāti Whātua is our tribe. And um, so, yeah, that's all on mum's side. And then dad's the Aussie. And so I'm half cast. And Jordan, my cousin who was on, he's, uh, his dad was Samoan. And his right. mum, his mum's my mum's sister. And so same. So Jordan's Māori, Samoan, and a bit of Aussie in him. And oh, I'm, I'm the half cast, yeah. Oh, bro. Yeah, no, I thought so. Because yeah. you, you've had two things happening, right? You obviously have, when you see um, a white guy with a Māori tattoo, you either think, you know, he's half cast, like you say. Like he's yeah. got um, family that are Māori or you've visited here and you're like, yeah, oh, those yeah. are cool tattoos. <laughs> I'm going to get one. You know? <laughs> I was trying to work it out. I was like, Oh, I'm waiting for like, yeah. Just like one like, word or, or like a chill. <laughs> we were born in, we were born in Australia. You know, mm. like when we go back, we cop shit from our family all the time. We're mozzies, you know, they're just yeah. like, <laughs> it, it's uh, yeah. Nah. So we've spent all our time here and we don't sound too Māori, but at the same time, we matter, cop shit from our Aussie that. mates. Because they're like, you don't sound like an Aussie either. Like we're this, we got this. You're in like the middle, in, in, in between. So, yeah, no. Nah, but I'm, I'm uh, massively proud of my multicultural man, and and it's so, funny because um, I got a baby on the way, and I've just got an Aussie as name. But my youngest brother, mum, finally, as she got older too, she's like, no, you know, like we want it. I want a name. Give my son like a middle name, like a middle Maldi name, just cool. to keep that culture running through. And as I get older, I appreciate the culture so much more as well. When you're younger, you don't understand. Out, bro. Um, it's something that like, it is getting watered down. My missus is Aussie, you know, so it's getting watered down, unfortunately, but um, yeah, it's something I'm very proud of. So I, I want to keep that going. That's awesome, bro. I mean, even, even over here in New Zealand, like um, as I'm non-Maori, but like learning, I grew up in like a small community where um, it was kind of 50, 50, School-wise, yeah. you know, Pākehā, 
Māori. And so you learn you learn that stuff. And even me as a non-Māori, I treasure it as part of New Zealand, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and New, New Zealand does so much better than like the Aussies do. Like, you know, it's incorporated into the schooling. It's like, it's everything. It's so much more inclusive over there. Yeah. Australia, it's like obviously a bit bigger. It's complicated. It's a complicated issue. But um, yeah, the Māoris have done it well, man. Yeah. Um, we, we get support from our tribe over here. We get private health. Yeah, um, like Sick. everything, bro. It's um, it's amazing what they've done, and and uh, it's it's good. Would you consider doing a stint in New Zealand, living wise? Oh man, I would love to. I love it over there. As soon as I get there, like we went, we went there for my dad's fiftieth um a few years ago, and like I mean, my brothers are standing there, we're having a beer. We actually went on a cruise, but we're like, fuck. Every time we get here, you just feel like you know, yeah. you feel like home, man. And yeah. it's um, it's such a beautiful place. And I love the North and the South Island too, like flying yeah. over the top. You get to see everything. The people are really nice, man. Um, yeah, I don't know if the missus would want to come over, but with my job, man, I'm away all the time, so she needs family support. That's why we left oh, the yeah. coast and came back down and uh, back to Melbourne. So um, if the stars aligned, though, mate, I'd definitely You'd Give it a crack a for a bit, bit, eh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Imagine living in Queenstown, bro. Oh, do you know, bro? Do you know? I've never been. Or Wanaka or something like that. You know, like that's not as touristy now. Um, yeah. yeah, what you've never you've never been? Nah, man, it's the one. Oh, well, not that one. Obviously, there's heaps of places. Just driving been. around there, bro. It's on the list. It's on the list yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. But um, even with like, um, growing up in New Zealand versus growing up in Australia, I just wonder how different it would have been if your mum was like, "Let's do it in New Zealand," you know? Like, yeah. let's go. I'm assuming your mum moved to Australia and met your dad. Yeah, early too. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, my fa- my mum's family moved to Australia uh, pretty early, like she was like twelve. Right. Um, yeah, some stuff happened over in NZ and shit like that. So that they they moved away, but um, yeah, no, nah, it's a beautiful spot, bro. We all we all love it. We all like going back. We all um still got awesome family over there, and that's another thing, man. Whenever something happens in your family, like Kiwi culture and, and a lot of Islander cultures are like this, everything drops, you know, and you, you have so much support, like. It's just good vibes, bro. Like yeah. you see, like me, me, Jordan, like and our brothers, we're all so tight as well. Like we all grew up together. We some Aussies, like Aussies. Again, I'm very generalizing here, but yeah, you know, like some brothers won't even talk to each other. Hard you know, you know. Whereas, like, I just can't fathom that. You know, like, yeah. How's how's Josh? Oh, I don't know. I haven't spoken to him for about yeah, six weeks. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's just it's like a foreign concept to us. So, um, I think yeah, just the the family values that you know being Maldi is. As, and our family sort of passed on to us as uh, priceless, man. Well, I was actually, that actually makes me, makes me think because I know that when we were going to do this, when we still talked about teeing this up, I know around the time I think you were going to 660, who are yeah, like right. one of the. Yeah, best on Thursday, bands last, last Thursday night, man. Um, such a good band, eh? Um, and I wonder, did they do. Um, Forget your roots, but the Māori version? They, they opened with it, bro. Oh, no, so, they, so they opened with the. The, it was like the English singing, but then they did the haka, and it was. Um, but they they tied in like Aboriginal didgeridoo stuff too as well. Like when oh, I, like I I rocked in just right on the start, and the intro was one of the coolest things I've ever seen, bro. Like, and I was like walking down the stairs, and I had, I was filming it a little bit, um, and, it, and then it, and it blended from like you know a bit of didgeridoo and like moldy moldy sounds like into then don't forget your roots, and it was just like goosebumps, bro, and tingles, and then I was there with my um. Um, my youngest brother and then Jordan and his younger brother and our uncle and then cousins from over the other side of town. It was just like, just the best vibes, man. It was, um, 
Yeah, we're all happy. I, I teared up a little bit, bro. It was just me. Let's yeah. go, bro. Real men cry, yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's sick. That's sick. And I, I wonder, the, uh, do you know, bro, there'll be a lot of people that wouldn't have got that at that show that you got, you yeah. know, like yeah. a lot of people that would have disconnected to that um, yeah. and how important or special that is. It is, man. And, and we're just happy, like, to get moments like that with your brothers and, and just be happy, you know. We're all good vibes. Like, we're, all, we're not like um, – like even when we're on the piss, like we're always just happy, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were a few staunch ones in the crowd, but we'll just jump around. We'll just, yeah, it was good, man. Mate, well, I have to laugh, eh? You sound exactly like me and my boys when we rock up to a gig or to a festival yeah. or whatever. It's like, you know, drinks in the afternoon or whatever, but you're always rocking up right at the end to the main. Yeah, yeah, event, yeah. You know, who cares yeah. about who's playing before? No offense to anyone that no, plays. I think music. it was, um, I don't know how to pronounce it properly. I think it's Kudere or, um, it's another Kiwi band, bro, and they got a couple of good tracks too. So we, we missed them. They were eight or nine, and then six sixty started at nine. But yeah, we're at the pub for too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, bro. I went to LAB a couple of summers ago. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. Bro, they are awesome. They like, were here like, a few. They were here like last month, I think, as well. And I missed that one, so I was like, Nah, I'm getting six sixty for sure. Yeah, they're like, I reckon, in my personal opinion, they're second to six sixty at the moment yeah. in terms of New Zealand no, bands. It's so good. Um, yeah. Yeah, crack up, eh? Kiwi connections. I was, I, I, I was so hoping that that was a connection there because I, uh, I saw the tad on the screen. I was like, oh, yeah, I wonder. And I remember talking to my flatmates, like, do you reckon that guy's like from New Zealand or got like Maori roots? They're like, I don't you know. know. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, like when I was younger, I was like, um, you sort of see blokes that didn't have any Maori, you know, roots or anything like that. Now just getting the tats, it was like a bit of a phase. And to be honest, like all the boys in my rugby team were getting them. So I was like, yeah, I want to get one. You know, my uncle, my mum made me, like I was 15 when I got it too, bro. No mum, way. Yeah. And mum's like, I go, mum, want a tat. And she's like, well, you're, you know, you're your own man, but you remember they're there for life. And then she's like, if you get your uncle to design it, then you can get it done. And so we got our uncle to draw it up. And then me and my uh, cousin went over and like, she dropped us off at this house, bro. Like <laughs> where one of the rugby boys got his done and the dude's there and I roll in. And he um and he was doing my cousin first, and he had like green texture, like scribble all over my cousin's arm. Yeah. And um and he done sort of half it, and all the details sort of coming out, but the the texture looks a little hectic. I'm like, what is going on here? But I'm like this tiny little fifteen year old. And then the dude rips out a bong, bro, has a hit, and then he's like, oh, you want some, bro? And I'm just like, like you know, shit myself. And then anyway, he looks at our uncle's design, he's like, bro, like, and it, it was a little that. bit old so school, good. you know. And he goes, look, man, I'm gonna take elements of this and i'm going to put it into you know a bit more of a modern design and um and then he gets the texture out and it's just fucking scribbling all over my arm and yeah. i'm just going oh man I'm, i mean i was too scared to speak up at that point <laughs> but yeah, then, yeah. Um, mate it was like eight hours later and i, I was i was like going into shock by the end of it because i was just in so much pain and yeah yeah but like a little 15 year old kid i was tiny too man rolling around at school with a tat hanging out <laughs> yeah you think i love that cool, you know you do it be cool but i'm glad that Mum made me actually do some research. Like I've got yeah. a rugby ball in it, bro, in the middle of it. Oh, and yeah. you know, my parents met at a rugby club and their bloodlines like sprout off the rugby ball and like getting you know, so like it turned out all right, you yeah. know. So I'm, I'm happy, man. But um that is so yeah. funny, bro. I can just imagine 15 year old Josh just sitting there quivering. <laughs> oh my <laughs> what was, am I doing? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. nah, that's cool, man. And then bro, like obviously, like um for you, survivors now a big part of your life because i mean i mean it's one of the greatest games on earth in my opinion but yeah. um you know you've got to play uh, arguably the second best production to us maybe even better bro i was actually thinking this when i watched this blood oh, versus right. water yeah. i thought the production value in terms of like 
your challenge sizes and yeah, challenge money poured into the game. Yeah, in that sense, I was like, yeah, not bad because I mean, this is comparing to like New Zealand Survivor. No offense, mm. but it'll build, bro. It'll have to build. Yeah, know? wow, it's been cancelled. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, did it? Oh, yeah, shit. two seasons oh. it got canned, unfortunately. Oh, um, and I'm going to yeah. say this now from the get go, and I'm I hope I'm not treading on toes here, and I hope you're happy with me to keep this in the show. I thought you had a crap edit, personally. Yeah. yeah um, me too. um, you reckon? I mean, oh, mate, it pissed me off. I love the being out there, and yeah. then watching the show back has been one of the most frustrating experiences ever. Okay, like, here, let me see, because okay, because I'm not just a casual watcher. Like, I love Survivor, and I I, I want to see what I perceived and tell me if I'm right or wrong. Okay, but oh. I thought I thought, bro, that I thought you had a mean game, good gameplay, social player physical player um your strategy was mean aligning with those lads i thought they they made you this like super serious hulk guy yeah, yeah. um you know what i mean but i oh. loved like the whole you and geordie jo- yeah you and geordie with the whole um the batman references like that was the best stuff like that was like yeah and i in my head i was and i was talking to as you know i was talking to jericho about it i was like bro like th- what's going on yeah it was a bit it was a bit odd but I thought I thought you were way more chilled out than that. Because how would you have made all those alliances if you exactly. were the super staunch guy? Like, how could I be so tight with Chrissy? How could I be so tight with Shay, Nina, you know, and all the boys? Like everyone wanted to work with me, I, and then they just like I wasn't even in the show until episode thirteen, bro. It was just me and George doing challenges, but like I literally didn't speak. And then, um, but all of a sudden, Nina's Nina's like, I want to be Josh's number one. Um, Amy's gone. Shay's super tight with Josh and so is Nina and so is Jordan, like obviously Jordan, but like Josh is running the show, but what, you haven't met him till episode 13? Like it was just, it was, that was strange. And then the end of the game, man, like, yeah, I don't know, man. It, it was, it was frustrating. Oh, bro, so, I feel bro. for you. Cause look, yeah. I'm just going to say, bro, just put the edit aside F- from just from me, bro, as, as a fan of the game. Like I thought you did bloody well. You know what I mean? Thanks, I feel bro. like we didn't get to see enough of it. Um, hmm. But I feel like you're winning with the right idea. Like your idea is you've got to, you've got to be physical, but at the same time you don't want to be the the challenge beast guy because then yeah. you're going to get nailed yeah. out. But you also had like a laid back, you know. You could for people Mate, that don't Jordan know, Survivor, was so chilled. Like even talking to like, you know, I'm still friends with everyone, but you know, like chatting to um, Sammy about it, she's like, it was disturbing how relaxed you were sometimes. Like even when I found out my name was on the block, like I'd be like, yeah, sweet, all right. You know, like I, we were so chilled, man. Me and Jordan would be cracking up laughing. And again, they didn't, they didn't show any of that for both of us. Like Jordan's so pissed with his edit as well. Like Jordan was hilarious, bro. Like oh, me and Jordan imagine. and Mark would stand there like in tears. The girls would crack the shits at us because we'd just be like going over like movie quotes all the time. Like, yeah, I think, oh, mate, I don't know. It, it is what it is. But, like, that's why I said, like, I like coming on these things so you can chat. People get to see a different side of me. But this is just me. This is how I am. Yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. You know, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. It, like, I played, a, I played a game where, like, I think if I didn't do what I did in the game, they would have completely, like, ghosted me, bro. <laughs> um, whereas, like, what, I forced, what do you think I it was? Like- my way into the game, man, like, by winning three immunities, like, you know, the dad letter helped a little bit, but even then, like they made me look like a real serious prick. Yeah, I know. And then, you know, like this real emotional <laughs> side. Like I, don't, I don't know, man. I can't pick it, but you know. Do you think? Because here's the thing, bro. So I foolishly, not foolishly, I just thought I, I thought it'd be a bit of a laugh. I, I went to not apply, but just to look at like what does it look like to apply. I remember doing yeah. this for probably the season before your one, 
And I remember looking it up and being like, all right. And it said like, I was going to be like, if I ever went through with it, which I never would because you can't, I'm not an Australian citizen, mm-hmm. but I would have been like something like, you know, I'm a Kiwi, but what, like you scared to have us on or something, you know, like, I don't know, yeah, I would have been yeah. a dick about it. But the thing is, it said something like, we have the exclusive rights to, yeah, oh, to um, Your soul. It, yeah, legit. <laughs> like it said, like we can, um, I'm trying to think of the word and it's lost me. Like we can exploit you and all the stuff and make, make up narratives that aren't true. I yeah. was reading this like, yeah. Two. Yeah, it's a lot, intense. man. It's a lot. Like, and you have to be willing, you know, when it, look, and to be honest, and, you know, this might, uh, you know, with respect to everyone that actually has applied to the show and I understand, like, some people, like, live and dream about this. Like, me and Jordan actually didn't apply, per se, this for this season. Like, something came up. Um, you know, I think someone dropped out. Someone dropped out and they were looking for, like, were scrambling for people and then, you know, a friend of mine actually messaged me randomly one night. I was like, bro, they're looking for people on Survivor. Can I put your name forward? He worked on it years ago as like a like on the American one, I think. I don't, I can't even remember how he was yeah, connected yeah, to it. Yeah. So it was a long story, but um, all of a sudden, you know, Delta Wave had just hit Australia. So all my flying had just been cancelled. PT was cancelled. I'm sitting at home going, oh, I'll stand down the barrel of like lockdown 10. Oh, bro, you guys did and, it hard, can I just say? Oh, oh mate, dude. it was. Oh, so did we, so did we. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, but I was sort of staring down that barrel and then one of my um, – I've always watched Survivor, though. Like, I've always been a fan. Um, yeah. And then my mate sends me this and I said, is this a fucking stitch-up, man? Like, <laughs> is this for real? And No, nah, no, nah, I'm not – no G up. And then I said, all right, chuck my – put my name forward. But I, it, the whole time I wasn't like, oh, this is amazing. Like, I was very conscious of, like, man, this is opening up you to exactly what – you know, I got a, a crap edit in terms of – you know, like it made me look a bit more serious than what I was, but it wasn't like a really, really bad edit, you know? Like, no, 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 no. It wasn't. Um, but it, you, you open yourself up to that. You know, you can get a really, really bad edit. And um, yeah, and you got to be ready for the the backlash that that comes with with the public and stuff like that. So yeah, I thought seriously about it. Um, but yeah, we obviously went on and went with it. And, you know, signing those contracts when you see stuff like, yeah, they can do anything. You're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm worried. You but know, I think, I, I think like. myself up for this. <laughs> I think I, to be fair, like I know I say it was a crap edit and I, I mainly say that from the point of view of like, yeah, I feel like they painted you as real serious and they didn't give you enough airtime, but it wasn't like they turned you into this villain, villainous. No, no. Well, I didn't give them the material to do it. Yeah. You know, like if you don't, and that was my mentality. I never bragged in there cause I was too scared of like, you know, as soon as if I'm here in the background saying I'm the king, I'm this and that, I'm the captain, da, da, da. they were trying to make me say shit like that. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Nah. no, because then as soon as you do that, karma, you're going to get voted out. Straight <laughs> up. So I didn't say I was in control until I was like literally at the end of the game yeah. and in control, you know, and I was like, we, yeah, um, I didn't want to really like oversell it and I didn't want to come across as a cocky wanker, you know. Like, nah, because everyone that watches at home, are just like, get them out. But yeah. it's the thing, like I, I remember watching it with my flatmates and we would laugh, like, I say this with all respect and it's not their fault. It's the editing, but we would laugh and be like, Oh, there's Mel. <laughs> oh man. I know. Or, um, yeah. what's her sister's name? Yeah. Michelle. Michelle. Like, like, oh, they've they got, got, a, they've got an edit on their last episode. Yeah. yeah. I know. And like, how, like, how obvious is that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, and like we would yeah, joke, bro. It, we'd be like, Oi, I reckon Mel might win this. Oi. <laughs> oh, mate. Yeah, it's uh, but yeah, like it's no, no respect, because, disrespect to her because I, I I have no disrespect no, from it's an edit point of view. It's the edit. It's the edit. We're like I just don't understand why they've got such raw material for like a brilliant show. 
you know, like it's there and like doing it out there was awesome. Um, but they, they do cut scenes of crocodiles jumping out of water, snakes, all this shit for like half the episode. It's like, man, cut all that out and just show people talking. Like they need to almost like the challenges are epic enough. Plus if they just showed more general chit chat instead of like setting up a narrative, like the vote outs happen. So you don't need to set them up with this intense, like just, I don't know, man. I, I, like I said, I feel there's the raw materials there to make an epic show, and that's yeah. what people love. But the over editing and a uh, man, and I really noticed with my voice how much it got Frankenbited or whatever they call it. You know, like I've never heard. Oh, yeah, I know. Is this when you're going? Yes. Yeah, so we went to the beach there. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was so bad for me. Like I don't know if it's just the way that sometimes you're tired, sometimes you have got a bit more energy after you've won a challenge. So yeah, and because I was watching myself, I'm like, whoa! Like I really noticed how bad the editing was and like you'd see me like get up and walk away and then they'd cut back to another scene and i'd be sitting right in the same spot but it's meant to be like later on in the like yeah, it was just yeah, weird shit like that yeah, man it was like come on editing aside though bro i think man what a cool opportunity to play that game and like a, a yeah. couple of areas that i think about one blood versus water like what a dynamic i have to say like that man, that's a different kettle of fish because you say you watch survivor so you'd know yeah. like it's and an, it's an individual game hardcore yeah. but yeah. the the logistics not logistics whatever the word is yeah of, yeah, dynamics, of dynamics, dynamics yeah, yeah the dynamic that that brought the season was pretty epic dude mate it was hard like because one when your family members in there like you've got to try and protect them too um you're not free to do anything and because there's consequences every person you vote out too so you vote someone's family member out, you've got to deal with the other one. Like it's it's like there's all that. And then there's um, you know, the pairs versus singles. And you know, it, it was just it sort of snookers you into a style of play, though, in terms of like the couples will generally, you know, they probably should stick together because if you want to, if you're the last couple standing, then you're gonna be the biggest target. Um, you know, there's yeah, there's all sorts of different dynamics that come with blood versus water. So it was it was interesting, it was hard to play. When did you know that that was what that was what the season was? Because obviously, you know, oh. you got the your name chucked in the ring, and then they come back and say, "Yeah, it got, was pretty much like it was." Well, yeah, I only had um, I literally only had like one or two weeks to prepare. Um, so it we found out pretty quickly because they're like, which you know, which one of your brothers do you recommend? You know, who would do it? And I'm like, well, Jordan's a character man, like, you know. He'd, he'd be good to come on. So and he was keen straight away, or did you have to oh, mate, on? as soon as I told him, he's like, Bro, are you, are you fucking joking? Me, <laughs> you know, and yeah, he was keen as. Um, so yeah, no, nah, we found out pretty early, but and we knew though, like, I, I knew we were going to go against each other, like, I knew they were going to split us, uh, just from watching past seasons and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's like obvious, that. Eh? yeah, yeah. Um, I, was, I wasn't sure if they were going to do like how they did in the American Blood vs. Water where they did that full redemption island the whole time. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you had to compete every day just to survive and you could only get back in and merge in like top three. Like that was brutal. Um, so I was sort of glad they didn't do that completely. But yeah, it, it was cool, man. And obviously like with some of the returning players, like did you, because I'm assuming as a fan you would have watched. So you see Mark and Sam, you're like, oh yeah, I know them. I remember them. Yep. I remember Andy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually, um, Jericho season with like Mark and Sam, I sort of, Jordan had to remind me, he's like, oh man, um, you know, big Mark from that season. So I sort of had to rewatch a little bit. Um, but then, yeah, I saw Andy because I, what I did, I rewatched, um, because I didn't have too much time. I rewatched Champions versus Contenders 2, where Dave was first introduced. Yeah. And, um, and Andy was on that season and he kicked ass and challenges and stuff like that, you know, early on. Tom, I, then, I just remember um, him throwing the, um, Bro, the ha- yeah, he yeah, the hammer throw. everyone. Like, they absolutely wiped the champions in terms of, like, 
the challenges. And so like all these people were just getting just destroyed, you know, because Andy carved them up. So yeah. that was funny, man. Um, and then I watched All Stars and then uh, Brains vs. Braun again, you know, just to sort of rehash and watch how Dave went from, you know, playing that first game and then coming straight back in and then adjusting his game to win it, you know, especially when everyone sort of knew who he was and, you know, his threat level. So he did bloody well, eh? Like, I don't know what oh, that freak. opinion is amongst Australian Survivor players, but I reckon he's, he is he's the best. Up there, yes. I think that's the common consensus that, like, Dave's the best. Like, because he had, you know, like, he was not only, you know, he had the character, he was, you know, he's great on camera. Yeah. But also, he was a beast in challenges too. Like, Brooke was on a tear. And, like, usually, like, Shay, those smaller girls that have yoga experience and all that sort of stuff, flog us bigger guys. Dave is a huge guy. And, yeah. like, he beat her in some, like, long endurance challenges and stuff like that. And you're just like, man, he, yeah, he's legit, bro. And cunning game player, like, really ruthless. Like, yeah, he had a lot. I don't know if you remember the app, but I just remember it because it was so funny. When I uh, – is it Phoebe? Phoebe, yeah. And, you know, and he, he'd found the idol. He's like, maybe it's oh, in that tree. Mate. And he's Let's go to that tree. around. <laughs> oh, ruthless, bro. Yeah, and that was just absolutely hilarious. Like, <laughs> ruthless, but when it, you look It back, was cool, man, because, like, I've had a few Aussie players hop on the show before. Yeah. One of them being Daisy. Yeah, so she battled with Dave. Oh, <laughs> bro, like yeah. I – like two years on or a year on or whatever it was, yeah. man, she's still like really all respect, but cut as from. The yeah. Game. Oh like, yeah. It's a weird game. Cause she, man, she it. was telling me, so she went on the show first season. Yeah. Got voted out or whatever, but she did quite well, made the jury. Eh? And then the second time she played and got cut early from Matt and um, Dave, uh, Dave's secret little thing they had gone on. Yeah. Which yeah, is awesome. Rogers. Yeah. She got voted off, came back to Australia and had to go on the project or something to give an exit interview from the first season. Oh, yeah. Because they went back to back. Yeah. So the way it yeah. aired. So she legit had just been blindsided on All Stars and had to come back and do an on air, like, oh, you've just got cut from Champions vs. Contenders. Contenders. Oh, like, oh, she right. was, it was wow. the worst thing for her. God, I can't even imagine yeah. doing that. You know? Oh, no, no. Man, I can't imagine going back to back. Like, yeah, you could. Like, you could see some of them were like mentally like checked out a bit. Like, and I don't blame them at all, man. Like, it the drain on you is huge. And then again, like, I was actually sweet out there. It's adapt- adapting back to life, and then and the the shit that rewatching it brings back up, and like getting close, bro. It still burns. You know what I mean? Like, oh, bro. I'm like, oh, would you come fourth, why? fifth, fourth, bro? Fourth, like, yeah. and but like that was one day away from. The win, you know what I mean? Like, I, I if I got that, I made it to the last episode, and if I got through that last vote, I was pitching to the jury to try and take it. You know, hundred percent. Because if you made that last vote, you're getting rid of Mark, or or no, no, I was no, no, I to get rid of Shay. No, no, no. I had I was there at the last one, and and Shay won the idol. Shay won the immunity, and so it was. I, I had to pick either. You know, it was. Me, Mark, and Chrissy were on the chopping block. Chrissy was pretty much safe, and me and Mark, they were like setting us up to me and Mark had to go against each other. Um, and so if I made it through that one, then I'm in the top three, and then we all pitched to the jury. Yeah, yeah. So there's no more votes after that. It was that was I, I fell on the last hurdle, man. Oh, bro, so, mm. bro, where's my memory gone? No, hold on. No, what I'm saying though is like if you had a won that idol. If you oh, had yeah. won that, that's what I was saying. Oh, yeah, bro, yeah, you yeah. tripped me yeah, out yeah, hard. I, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, happened? yeah, sorry. Yeah, if I if I'd won that last challenge, you would have taken him out. Yeah, I would have gone for Mark. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, bro, like, let's be honest, like, 
Well, my plan was to take KJ and Chrissy to the end. Yeah. That would have been my yeah, my yeah. final sort of because KJ voted Jordan out. It would have been that like ultimate <laughs> little bit of revenge. Can <laughs> I just say though, bro, when we watched that ep, because this is what you talk about, like you you were saying earlier about like gameplay, how it's so like you miss so much mm. gameplay from the edit and stuff. And so much conversations. Yeah. When me and my flatmates were watching that episode, when KJ had one. that, uh, no, 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 the oh, one where KJ yeah, had yeah. that advantage. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like that's one thing. That's one gripe I have about Australian Survivor oh, is, man, is some, <laughs> bro. Some of the advantages or twists are just berserk. Huge. I think At they did it better the this game. year than last year. Huge. Like, yeah. Like blood vs. Ah, uh, not blood vs. Water. Um, brains vs. Brawn. Brains vs. Brawn. Like yeah. there's so many things that, like, like those turns that they could smash. And yeah, like, oh, no, 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 on, come man. on, man. Like let, we've just watched a f- an hour and a half episode of No One Home. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That is a. That's one thing you like. Come on, oh. US, you got it down packed on that. Yeah. But yeah. um, is when she sent home. Oh, sent back to campaign. Was it who she sent? Me, was it Mark you? Mark and Chrissy. Yeah. And at first I was like, wait, what? Because I, I was saying to my flatmates, oh, take her and Shay and um. Keep safe. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. But when that actually, I'm going to ask you, bro. From that perspective, you're at tribal, and from what yeah. I've been told from my mates that have played, you're there for like three hours or whatever, or two yeah. and a half hours. Yeah. It's a nightmare. Brain. Yeah. And then she whips out this advantage. Yeah. What's the thought process in that moment? Well, I thought, oh, okay. Straight away, I'm like, she's going to leave us six here to go against each other. Yeah. You know, she's going to make the alliance sort of try and tear each other apart, and then. When she started going, oh, I'm going to send Mark home. I'm going to send Josh home. I'm going to send Chrissy home. That was like she was trying to get him in our alliance like earlier in the game. And I'm like, does she still want in on this a lot? Like, is she trying to do us a favor? And like, we actually said, oh, thanks, Cage. You know, thanks. And I'm trying to rack my brain of what's going on. And I'm doing the numbers and just, I knew, I'm like, well, we've still got numbers to get Geordie out. Like, Juice don't flip, you know. And I went up to Juice and I'm like, bro, stick to the plan. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was walking down the thing, I'm like, oh, shit, like Jordan's in trouble here. Like, and I really realized it. And then I'm like, then thoughts are going through my head, like, could I have given him my necklace? Like, but it was too, it just, it happened so quick that I just went, oh, no. And then I was like, well, Sam's got the idol. Like, could you surely have? Could gonna... you have? I, I've rechecked the rules and I couldn't get a straight answer afterwards. I don't think, I, I don't know. Like, because in moments know. like that, are there moments where you obviously they'll edit out later? And you go, hey guys, can I just ask a question? Producers, can I just ask a question? Can I? Can, can you do that? Uh, I don't think you can like just stop and ask. I reckon like what would have happened maybe if I gave it to them, they would have been like, oh, yeah, hang on a second, you can't do, that. and then they would have had to recheck themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I don't know, and I still couldn't get a straight answer for that. I think they'll be nice to me saying that I couldn't have, but maybe I could have. I don't know, but um, I just didn't think quick enough, and so that was one sort of thing that was eating at me a little bit. Um, yeah. but yeah, so. When when she sent us off, I'm like, well, Sam still should be number one target because her and Mark, it's known that they've got one idol. Geordie wants her gone like massively. So does Dave. I'm like, worst case. And I said to Mark, I go, bro, did, did you give Sam your idol? And he's like, um, no, we left it at camp. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is where we're walking out. <laughs> I'm going, what is going on? And then I'm like, well, maybe Jordan might be all right. And then, um, you know, he wasn't. But like thinking back on that, I'm like, why wouldn't KJ – Leave Mark and Sam there. Yeah, yeah. Like, send me, Jordan, and Chrissy home. Leave yeah. Mark and Sam there. Then they've got the two idols, and they can either both – if she flushed two idols, like Mark and Sam both played an idol, Geordie the Joker goes home. So, like, that is, like, the ultimate play. Like, the biggest threat in the game in Geordie yeah. goes home, and two idols flushed in the one move. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
yeah, your, your alliance would, you know, you would have lost the majority. But if you did a move like that, she would have come back to camp. We'd all thought she was the biggest legend ever. Hard out. And she would have had people that were trustworthy to work with in like me, Jordan and, and Chrissy. And that could have been like a top four or something like that, you know, who knows? But yeah. it's these things that happen post game where you're just like, oh, like you don't like thinking about it. Like, and I'm a, like I said, I'm a guy that's always like onto the next. So to be honest, man, I, I, I try not to think about it too much because it, it burns, bro. <laughs> Dude, I feel it. Yeah. I didn't even play it. <clears throat> Yeah. I know um, I'm getting, it should be pretty gangster. I'm getting Marky on later on in the yeah, couple months. And I'm going to yeah. ask him about it. But, bro, when you're watching this edit back, this re- the, the season mm-hmm. back, and I'm thinking about that moment in particular, but just the whole two idols thing. Like yeah. the amount of shots, yeah. I think they did about 100 shots of you yeah. stroking your beard, going like, nah. Uh, oh, no, dude, ridiculous. Like overkill. One. He's only got one. And it, and was like, and it made us go, Joshy, come on, How bro. Dumb. We've got How two. Dumb. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, and the whole thing was, you know why? They didn't show Geordie crying after Jesse got voted out around the fire. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the first thing he says when he's emotional and, like, he goes, I can't believe Jesse went home with the idol in his bag. First thing Geordie says. So what do you think happens when the next day he knows he's on the bottom? Oh, no, nah, Mark and Sam have the idol. Mark and Sam have the idol. I'm like, bro, I heard you last night say when it was fresh, a fresh wound that Jesse went home with the idol. And Geordie kept getting caught up in lies, bro, all the time. Off, yeah. Like, you know, when we're chatting, he'd say weird things. Like, and Jordy's a legend. Don't mean him a good mates. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it was just there was too much sketchiness going on. And, like, also, Jordy came for me too, you know. Like, Jordy yeah, tried yeah, to get yeah, me yeah. out with that play. So I, I didn't really have that much remorse for him, but they made that into such a big thing. I know. And knowing that, like, Mark plays it in the end and, like, for nothing anyway it was just like oh shut up with this odd thing but yeah they stitched me up they stitched me up shockingly with that because of um they didn't show see Jordy that's the thing though man and look, what he said all respect like Chrissy oh, didn't Chrissy didn't believe him no one believed him yeah i know but what, so what, they, they, made it out. they made it out like joshy was mm. the one that mm. was spearheading the no he does only have one thing you know i know man um but i mean look all respect um, Australian Survivor don't come after the podcast and take us down. Yeah. Like, I love <laughs> Sorry, watching man, that man. show. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. the one that's leading it. But yeah, it is interesting. Hey, eh? what choices? Yeah, people make to do that. Um, oh, that's interesting, bro. See, look, that's perspective for me because uh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, here I yeah. was thinking, mate, you're one blunder. You yeah. just didn't read no. that. But, no, know. like, and the whole thing was like, yeah, he he just kept. Just he, he stuck to that story eventually, but you know, at the start, there was like a little few, a few little things when he was emotional that Jesse had just gone home, and I was like, Oh, I don't really trust him. And me and Sam, I can't remember exactly what he said, but there was one thing like me and Sam are sitting talking to him, and he said something that like really like confirmed that, um, you know, Jesse went home with the idol. And me and Sam like looked at each other because she was obviously trying to cover her tracks hardcore. Um, but we looked at each other and she's like, See, and I'm like, Yeah, right, you know, yeah, like, yeah, um. Because she yeah. did bloody well, man. Like, I mean, I know for me personally, um, and you might disagree, and that's totally cool, but I'm all for that move. Like, yeah. I thought it was yeah, awesome. Um, well, I don't back, know if they backed me. They backed me with it. They could have gone and, you know, sent me home. And, you yeah. know, like my game was in their hands that night. So, no, no, I'm all for it. And it come off brilliantly. And, like, and the way that they would leave the idols back at camp, like, they played a very, very strategic game, you know, like, Fair play. Mate, they had to make amends for their first season. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, yeah, you know. They, they found they love, but they, that's all they got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, it paid off in the end, though. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I mean, yeah. true. Um, yeah. And ju- just lastly, bro, like I remember 
obviously I don't know how much of this is once again edit or actual legit but when you see a chopper flying in on the day one yeah do you know you know who's hopping out of there I um would you guess or oh yeah we're trying to we're trying to guess but then as soon as I saw like who like I'm like oh that's Sandra some people didn't know like you know who who it was but um I literally just watched um blood versus not blood versus water there was one of them um Season forty, winners at war. Oh, like, how I just watched good, a bro. bit of it, Tony, and, I, and I saw Sandra in there, and I, I didn't finish it, but um, yeah, I saw she just got voted out and just bailed, and so I saw I just knew who she was, and um, yeah, yeah, so that must have been pretty cool though. Like, oh shit, bro, no, the coolest one was Croc for for me and Jordan. Like, true, bro, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> we, we'd heard we'd heard Mark was coming on, and like we sort of found out, you know, there's all, always rumor and stuff, of course. Um, and we heard Marcus going on and we're like, man, one of us is going to have to go against the big fella. Like, you're like, far out, you know, sort of mentally prepping for that. And then, um, you know, then we were lining up on the on the sand, like ready to do the big walk-in for the first day. And you're finally seeing everyone. We get out and I see Andy. And Andy's massive, by the way, bro. Like, he's really like, tall as, like, he's a monster of a guy. And I'm oh, like, bro. oh, fuck, Andy's huge, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, there's Andy there and, like, we saw um, – you know, you see Khan, but we saw Khan the night that we had to do some like survival training stuff. And I'm like, I'm looking out. And then all of a sudden, me and Jordan look to our right and we're standing like he's in front of me and I'm behind him. And here comes fucking, you know, Croc, you know, and he's got his <laughs> flanny on, big beard. And Jordan looks back to me and he's like, bro, he's like, is that fucking Michael Crocker? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like, bro, that's Croc. And the funny thing about that. that was when I was training it, like, at the Melbourne Storm facility when I was in like the development squads and stuff trying to make it. Yeah. Croc was in the top grade. Croc was at the Storm at that stage True. and he was like their enforcer, you know, like, yeah. um, and we'd see him walking around the gym and yeah, like his yeah, origin yeah. player, like real hard man in rugby league and like we just frothed him. Oh, and then bro. to come out and then see him there, we were just like, fuck, that's awesome, man. So I love that. It's, yeah. It's been good to catch up with Croc and like talk to him about, you know, just the old storm days. and, and I love that. Like. It doesn't matter how like, how big you are. I mean, like uh, popularity wise or what area of life you're in. There's always somebody that you're going to look over and go, Oh my God, bro. That's, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Bloody, so was, so, you yeah. Know? <laughs> we were frothing, bro. Oh, right. And then, I mean, all, then obviously he had to take on Mark the whole time. So we were just yeah. like, Oh sweet. We didn't have to take on the big fella. Remind me, who was your take on? Who was it normally? Me and Jordan a lot. It was, yeah, eh? Yeah, it was me and Jordan heaps. I had a couple against Benny, um, but mainly it was just like me and Jordan. And then, and yeah, he got me on a field and two of the bus. And like, it's <laughs> the wrestling ones, man. I do jiu-jitsu too, and I should have won the wrestling one. I was scared to go to my school oh, the next no. day after the that shame. one. They're like, what are you doing, like, You had double underhooks. I'm like, he's grabbing my shorts, man. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah the, the walk of shame. And that's yeah. the thing, bro. Like, once again, I heard through the Survivor not the survivor grapevine, but through some friends of mine, you know, in high places, which is not really that high places, but, um, you know, some of Sandra's, Sandra, Sandra, Sandra's edit Sandra. was like, yeah. that, was, that wasn't her. No, no, she got pumped up, if, if anything. You, you know, know what I mean? Like, like yeah, it's like. She's a cheeky what? shit, man. It's like, what? she gives a shit on Twitter and, and like, I see her posting stuff on things. So, yeah, no, I'll say that she got pumped up a bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like, a shit, bro. that wasn't, that wasn't. That wasn't her move. Because <laughs> nah, when you I watch it, you're like, bro, nah. Sandra's nah, killing no, no, it. She's she, the queen's back. Nah, like, she did well yeah. to stay in the game that long because, yeah. like, you can't do anything when you're at her level. Like, you, you instantly, like, look at even Jerry getting done straight away in All-Star. You know, like, yeah, yeah. as soon as you win, you're just target number one. It's game over. Like, yeah. it's so hard. So, for her to win two is, is amazing. Pretty crazy, um, yeah. 
Yeah, like unless you're in a full-on like winners of war sort of setup where everyone's won one. Yeah. Um, that season's epic, bro. You've got to finish it, by the way. Winners of war. It was yeah. it was crazy, but like they were doing all those tokens. They were running around that island. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? That's it. Like I don't know. Survivor has I'm... changed a lot, eh? The yeah, the one. American one, even 42. I've watched a couple of episodes, and I'm like, man, I don't know if I can do. Like they're doing all the um, like oh, the, the tokens, your vote, yeah, yeah, whiskey yeah. votes tokens. Like I don't know what's going on, man. It's always too hectic for me. Like I think Australian one needs to take elements of like more gameplay stuff out of the American one. Few more puzzles because I won the puzzle, so I'm keen for more puzzles. Yeah, that is um, the one critique. Eight, or not the one. We've had many, but um, we 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 we're critiquing from a love of the show. But hmm. I think um, that is one thing. A eh? a lot of the Australian survivors like just these physical. Yeah, which is good. Like which again, is cool. for me, it's all right. But but there's not many of that. Like they're like the equalizers, you know, like puzzles no. and stuff. Well, so. like yeah, they love the like the equalizers and the endurance ones, which oh, I you yeah. know. They ship me too, man, because that's so, like, again, yeah, they've got the big, strong challenges, but it's usually big guys go against big guys. It's not like a big guy going against Shay mm. and they guarantee to win. Like, it's still very sort yeah, of tight. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you've got the endurance ones where, you know, yoga masters are going to kick our ass. Um, <laughs> yeah, she was a yeah. warrior. Eh? Oh, I mean, bro, even the we one that was going to happen, we knew that she was going to win that last one. It was not even up for debate. That's why me and Mark had to stick together at, at vote five to four yeah. because we're like, no, like if these girls get to the end, I knew, I knew my game like really went like high risk when I stuffed up that ball challenge, you know, from. I was about to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. That one killed my game, bro. And I went into that and I'm looking at, it, I'm like, come on, bro. Like, here we go. Like I knew, but man, yeah, that was like Luke Tocchi, you know, like he's one of yeah. my favorite players too. When he got done on that one. In his in his season where he was on a tear and then he, he came to that one and and he 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 did way better than me in that but yeah that was his game like gone man and mine was the same as soon as that happened I was like oh man I'm in trouble here. Yeah. Here's the thing, bro. Like what a lot of people don't realize, and I've said this before on the podcast. So people listening, sorry, I'm repeating myself, but when it comes to talking to survivor players, the game is as real as it gets. Like it's not cameras go off and. Huh. And you get given your friggin' your dinners and your and no. your warm blankets. Like you are legit surviving yeah. in the elements. Well, so you get yeah. to day forty something or thirty, whatever it is, and you're doing 40, that ball challenge. Forty four, that one, forty four yeah. or five, yeah. And you're operating on hardly any sleep. Yeah. Hungry as, you know, yeah. you've lost all this weight or whatever. You look like yeah. it's your brain is just drawing energy from who knows where, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it doesn't. And it like it just People underestimate that. Like, and then on top of that, you're getting close to 500 grand. You know what I mean? Like you're getting there and you're like, man, what is, you're trying to read it. You're trying to make the right decisions. And again, in hindsight, I I did what I could, like other than winning challenge, like that challenge, there's nothing else I could have done. We made the right play, me and Mark going for each other, like sticking together again to get to that top four. The only one, you know, I do regret as well is um, at the, the very last play, but again, I look back and I'm like, I don't think I could have changed too much, man. Like, I think. Yeah, Chris how did that Beal, end up again? Was that. Um, so, I mean, so yeah. I decided instead of me going against Mark and really trying to stick with Chrissy and, and it would have been a 2 2. I think Shay was right. pretty set. And then yeah. I would have had to go to fire against Mark. Um, so I'm like, oh, I got one last ditch at this. And this wasn't just me flipping on Chrissy on that day. There was things going on in that relationship throughout that it started to stretch towards the last few days because I was like, you know, she was saying certain things and, and she sort of wanted to do a big move. And like, if she really, you know, that night that she tried to vote Mark out, I was like, 
trying to make her understand like, hey, if Mark went tonight and that's me and you three girls, I'm gone too. And so we were this team the whole way through. But just then, like that could have killed me because I was telling her that day, I'm like, you'd have to vote KJ with us. Yeah, yeah. And then like that also put me in a revote situation too, you know. Yeah, was, yeah. I ended up having to cop a revote because Chrissy goes, oh, I'm going to vote for Mark. And I'm like, yes, you, you know, you're choosing not to vote for me at that stage, but the next one I was done. Yeah, I know. That, you oh, know, went so much to it, man. Yeah. So that, yeah, there is. And like, and it's, and then emotions and like all this shit. So I was just like, the last one, I was like, man, I'm losing it here. Like, I might just try this last ditch effort that, like, you know, the last final play that will make sure that I don't go to fire against Mark. Worst case, I go to fire against Chrissy, which I think I had an improved chance of. Best case scenario, I cruise through to the end. I have to pitch against Mark, which, you know, would have been a lot harder than Hard you know, no offense to the girls, but like pitching at my game against the girls. But I was willing to take that risk because I think I could have, you know, done enough. But um, yeah, man, you have a crack, didn't work out. But I, I yeah, in hindsight, I just wish I, what I didn't do was I went and spoke to Mark. And then I think Mark spoke to Chrissy. And then I didn't even go up to Chrissy and say, What what did Mark say before I just played my spiel? I should have yeah. just asked. Yeah. And yeah. like I didn't, I just didn't scramble hard enough because I didn't have to scramble throughout the whole game. I just sort of played my style that I've always played. Yeah. And then, you know, and, and JLP, they cut it out. They didn't, you know, they cut out some questions. Of course. It's like, oh, Josh, you know, you seem like a bit down. Like, you know, is there anything you can do to change it? And I'm like, no, I mean, I've played my game the way that I've played it this whole way. Like, why would I change it now? Yeah. And then, uh, looking back, like, that might have been a bit of a hint, you know, bro, you're in trouble, like, start hustling a bit more. And I don't know. It was, but you go through all this stuff, man. you got to let it go. you got to move on. It didn't work out. Um, well, here's the yeah, thing, bro. I, I, I'm i confident if you would want to, that you'll be you'll be on again, bro. I mean, I don't know. You never yeah. know. I don't know. I don't know. I, look. If, if you got if asked it, again. Not right now because I'm about to have the baby within, like, you know, the next three, four weeks. And yeah. I've got to just, you know, uh, get all that sorted. But after, you know, if in, in a year or maybe two years, like, if, if the right opportunity comes up, timing's right. Yeah, I, I'd definitely go again because you've got that sort of unfinished business. And I doubt. Yeah, yeah. And here's but, the thing, bro. Like, players I've spoken to have said it. All-stars way too early for as mm-hmm. Aussie, I thought. Um, yeah. But they might have, like, a bit a, more. Yeah, yeah, because it was, yeah. like, all-stars, bro. It was like, there was like six cast members from season two yeah. and like <laughs> yeah, two yeah. of them were like, no offense, but like Jackie, like, <laughs> you know, and Tarzan, like we love Tarzan. What yeah, Tarzan's Tarzan. good, man. Like, and he did yeah. well. But you know, it was kind of like, they're not Dave, all-stars. Though. They're just like. How smart was Dave though? You know what I mean? And this is like, like, this is a big thing that like in the game, like, you know, they, the producers and like JLP would prod us a little bit. They're like, God, oh, when are you going to start making big moves? I'm like, what are you talking about, mate? Like we've held the majority the whole time. Yeah, like that's a big enough move in a game where, like, where you're trying to connive and get to the top. I go, but everyone wants to make like these huge moves and be these epic players, but they end up on the bench, man, or or out. Yeah. You know, yeah, man. It's like you've got to get to the end. And like, look what Dave did in All Stars. He did like one or two huge moves, like the Phoebe one, massive, the Lockie blindside. Once he got there, and the and the awesome play with Rogers. Yeah. That's enough to put your game on. Because then once he got to the top, he rode the alliance with Jackie and all those. Um, all to the end, you know what Absolutely. I mean? And Mo and all that. And I was like, mate, he's smart as because he knew he'd done enough and then he knew that no one else's game was going to come close with one or two big moves. Like two of them were pre-merged too. Yeah, yeah. I know. One big move. One big move post-merge. And that's all you need. Like, again, no offense to the other winners that haven't played like mega games, but like it's a, it's a credit to them actually. They got to the end, they pitched and they won. Well, I look at um, Jericho, bro, for example. I mean, I think, he didn't have the biggest move game. He rode yeah. Luke Toki. Like yeah. all the way 
Like they worked it's together. Very social but, as well, but yeah, you know? but like again, like there, um, Shane Gould, you know that that was one that was like you know shit. Um, and PRP again, awesome socially and stuff like that. But again, not not crazy moves, and that's not to take away from them winning. They won. No, 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 that's no. smarter. That you know they won the game. Everyone's worried about big moves, whereas these people yeah. are worried about winning. I'm not afraid to say this. There might have been a bit of salty jury going on in one of those ones, though. Eh? <laughs> yeah, of course, eh? and that's part of it. You got to take that in. How do you see it, bro? Like, like salty it's the jury, salty jury. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, like, can we talk about salty jury too? We got I got stitched up again on the last one as well. Oh, bro, that like, face, bro. <laughs> I, I didn't say goodbye. They made it look like I didn't say goodbye. I know, yeah. When I did, like, and then what happened with the jury thing? So I got voted out the last night. You literally don't get back to jury villa until like it's like eleven thirty. And then you've just been voted out. You have a, your feed and they're, they're doing some filming stuff. And then it's like straight back next day, up early, have to go back to, to where the camp is and like do your background, like interviews and stuff like that, and like right, follow yeah. up media stuff. And um, all day doing that. And then you get in and it's like, get changed. You're going to the final trial. And so I didn't have time to like process. I didn't, I was tired, hadn't slept. Yeah. Um, and then everyone was like in the jury. It was like real serious too. Like, yeah. they're all, like, practicing questions and, like, they're rehearsing. They're all taking notes. I'm going, fuck, everyone's a bit angry and, like, serious. And so I'm like, well, I'm going to make them bloody, you know, I'm just going to put make them squirm a little bit, like, yeah. put a bit of pressure on them when I ask the questions. But after I asked the questions, I was like, yeah, sweet, all good. But they just kept showing me this cut as, and yeah, I was man. like, oh. at the end, I went up. Obviously, like, I'm great friends with all of them now, yeah, you know, like. You just let it go. I was like, nah, no hard feelings. I was like, sweet as. Yeah. But it was a funny environment, man. It was, um, but looking back on that, I wish I was like, yeah, whatever. I just, you just don't have time to think. You don't have time to process. Yeah. And I think, I think people that really do like the show, like you've got your casuals that watch because it's on the TV. Oh, you know? like, but people that really yeah. watch Survivor, they understand, you know, that. Yeah. They know real players too. And I think our yeah. jury were full of real people that respected like big game. And no offense. Uh, to Chrissy again because I think she downplayed how good her social game was all game and then it was only at the end she tried to claim how good it was yeah yeah um she was very smart you know but she just didn't sell herself enough throughout the game and then what happened at the end and that's why Mark won 10 nil because they're all survivor fans bro they wanted yeah. the biggest players they wanted people that could you know pitch a three-way game not just a challenge beast not just social you had to have the whole lot yeah. you know and Mark's pitch again they, they don't show the whole thing but his, his was unreal mate he went around his he just made everyone feel like included. Like he, he was just good, man. He gave everyone like compliments. He, he just worked it real well. Yeah. Oh, but he bro. did play a three-way game, you know, like he won immunities. He had the physical side. He had a great strategic. He was good socially that they didn't show enough of as well. Like, yeah, that's what it takes now, bro. It's no longer, um, you watch some winners from the past and you go, they would not win today. You know, mm. just not Australia. Yeah. I'm just talking in general, like survivor. Yeah. They would not win today because because yeah. the games evolved so much. Um, yeah. So, um, bro, like before we land the survivor plane, I just want to ask you, bro. I mean, one of the coolest moments of the season. I know you've probably talked about this quite a bit, but for me, it was epic. And I know we talked about how um, the edit showed it in the way it did. But, bro, finding out you get becoming a dad. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, yeah. bro, how sick is that? I know. Just backstory. I've got friends who have had problems having kids as well yeah. and yeah. i even had a friend who had a i think it's called a still stillbirth or, or something oh, like that yeah, you know man. i don't imagine that. um which is so crazy yeah um and so for me now i always used to be like oh yeah like well, yeah, it'd be cool to have kids one day you know how many kids do you want how many kids do you yeah. want yeah and now me and my friend and stuff we're just like <clears throat> bro they've had a kid now they've got another one yeah. on the way which is awesome yeah awesome but just 
the miracle, I guess, of having a kid is like yeah, yeah. It's not just I think as a guy, out, you know, as a guy, you don't um, you know, like you said, you just assume that it's all going to go easy, and you know, and then it, it's just a lot that needs to go right for it to happen. And we were trying for three years, and, and you know, it wasn't happening. There's a lot of stuff going on in the background. Um, my partner having to get operations and all this stuff tied it up. And, you know, it's that's that's hard enough for them to go through as it is, and then to keep you know trying and trying, and then we go, right, we're going to go IVF, go to the IVF clinic, get this like initial round of testing done. They're like, oh, you know, you've got another cyst on your over. It looks like you're going to have to go back for another operation, and this, and then all of a sudden, I'm going, I'm going on Survivor, you know, like while this is sort of happening. So yeah, yeah. we didn't know if she was going to be going in for an operation or not. Like I didn't know what was going on, and like you don't realize how emotional you'll get out there either, just from just seeing your family, you know, I think um, Geordie went on the, um, like Jordan, my cousin went on the reward with Geordie where he won the car and they showed videos of home and stuff like that. And um, Jordan came back to camp and he goes, oh man, it was me and I saw a video and he goes, oh, Sage is in the video. And I'm like, I started to like, like choke up a little bit. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) Maybe I will be emotionally if I see her or something like that. Anyway, a few days later, the, we get these letters from home and all I wanted to see was like, cause we got a puppy Hank and I sort of during COVID spend every day with as well. So we got, I'm like, man, I just want a photo of Sage and Hank and just see how they're going and see what's going on. And yeah. um, I open it and that's an ultrasound. And like, that was the most sort of furthest thing from my mind, you know, for that to be happening to us. Like it was just, yeah. And you saw the, saw the reaction. So it was priceless, mate. And then to get one to be on survivor, with your cousin in a series, like you get lucky enough to go blood versus water. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky enough that two guys like us, like make it that far in the game together. We're emerging survivor. And then I find out I'm going to be a dad while he's sitting right next to me. Like, bro, it's just perfect, mate. Like you, you literally can't write it, bro. Like, um, bro, it was, yeah. it was emotional. Like even for, mate, I'm not afraid to admit it, mate. Me and the boys on the couch were like, Oh damn. This hits us in the fields. I got like, that was the biggest sort of reaction I got from anything I've ever had. And it was just messages from everyone saying, man, I I, I teared up. I can't believe that. I cried, you know, like, and I even watching it back when I first saw, because we're waiting to see what it was going to look like. Yeah, true. And one of the publicists sent me a photo. I was like, get ready, get the tissues ready. And it was like me opening and that Jordan around me and like Christy next. And I was like, I, um, I was like, oh shit, like it hit me again, you know? Yeah, <laughs> and even yeah, watching yeah. it, yeah, it still just brings tears to my eyes, man. It's um what a like, cool moment though, that that'll yeah. be there forever for your boy. I know, you know. I know. He'll be able to watch that. That's uh, you know, what do you say, man? These priceless. So and then so, he'll get to like 15 and be like, oh, I don't want to see that video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, he'll probably hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you always have that moment, eh, which is so yeah. cool. And yeah, so, like, cool. everything's going well thus far then since yeah, that mate. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sage awesome. is um She's literally, it's like getting to that crunch time. I go on um, paternity leave on the 18th of May and then he's due oh, yeah. on the 28th. Oh, so shit. it's like, it, it is getting close, but like it's scary with my job, you know, like yeah, if she comes early and I'm away, like I just, so it's again, touch wood, man, a lot of touch wood. Yeah, mate, I've been touching um, wood this whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know, man, it's it's close and it's exciting. I mean, the, the nursery is almost ready and packing the baby bag mate i got i got the car seat in the car and like that hit me too like we find yeah, pull the car seat out of the boot and i'm holding it i'm like oh, like it's crazy i'm gonna have a baby soon like it's weird man be ready for it bro i know i don't have kids myself yet but i know like four or five of my good mates they've all had kids mm. this year well, in the last yeah. year and a half all girls surprisingly it's yeah, buzzy well. has all have had yeah. girls so they're all gonna be best mates but um mate seeing my friends 
um, become dads yeah. it's, and mums, you know, um, it is pretty unreal. Yeah, and I, then I, everything evolves around the baby, you know, which is great. But everything, it's like baby this, changes, baby that. It's yeah. everything, you know. Yeah, I'm still in a mode of like, and I'm, I'm sort of catching myself doing it. Like I'm making plans of like how I'm going to be, how this is, going. and it's like, mate, just yeah. stop. Like, yeah. you can't, you can't plan anything. I'm just, uh, just gonna, you know, strap in and just survive, man. Mate, seatbelts on, bro. That's it. Seatbelt sign's gonna be on. And I'm <laughs> trying to survive the first twelve months, I think. Mate, you'll be you'll 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 ace it, bro. You'll ace it. Oh, looking um, forward to it, man. Thank you. Hey, bro, I'm gonna turn to my notes for the first time because it's yeah. the only time I need them. It's the kind of the four, fast four. Fast four. No, what a lame, mate. What a lame name. <laughs> All right, but we'll man. go with it. Um, but yeah, what you kind of land the plane on, Josh, on this potty is. The cool thing about these questions is um, they're different all the time, except for one, always the same because it's it's crack up hearing answers. But <laughs> people will know you as Josh from Survivor, which is why we spent the first 45 minutes in an aviation lesson, whatever it was. So <laughs> yeah. thanks for hanging in with us, folks, because it's yeah. interesting stuff, bro. It's like, I want to hear more. Uh, you know? Can you see when people drop off the podcast, bro? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why have like, they all come back at 45? Yeah. Where were they yeah. from one day? Maybe timestamp and say we, we start talking about Survivor <laughs> at 45 minutes. Yeah, hard. Nah, <laughs> if you weren't with us at 33, don't be with us at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we don't want your fake ass. No. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, bro, because the good thing about these questions is um, any of these survivor questions? Nah. So it kind of just gives us an insight into just you yeah. beyond the game, yeah? Um, mm-hmm. Although we've done that all ep. But bro, fast forward for tonight, today, wherever we are, is the, f- the first one's this, bro. If you could compete on any other reality show, what would it be and why? I want the I want the why as well. Um, if I knew I had the ticket to pass it, it would be the SA. I'd go on SAS. But oh, I know yeah? you're, you're opening yourself up for it. Like oh, they get dude. into all sorts of shit. Like they do all the emotional stuff. I'm like, oh, I just want to go and do the do the beast things and just see if I've still got it, man. Because like honestly, I've softened up heaps since like my storm days. Like we were fit and we used to go through all that shit. And yeah. Even now, like Jordan trains like CrossFit style stuff. And I'm like, bro, how do you just go through those grueling workouts? <laughs> like I'm a, I've gone soft, man. So I'd like to go on the SAS to, you know, have a bit of outside pressure and, and maybe, um, you know, harden up a bit again, man. Bro, that show does look brutal. What's the guy's yeah. name? Ant, not Ant. Is Middleton. it Ant? Yeah, Middleton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bro, yeah. He, he looks like a, such a hard ass, bro. Yeah. <laughs> bro, yeah. that's a good well, answer, man. That show, um, there's who was it? It was Lockie who just went on that, eh? From, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he got he got hammered, man. Bro, crazy. All right, bro. Good answer, bro. Yes, I didn't even think I didn't even think of that. I thought you would be saying like Amazing Race or something. Amazing Race. The only thing that would turn me away from that, like I think I'd do well on that. It's just like the the eating challenges, bro. Like, oh yeah. You know, if you have to eat all like like an octopus and like weird shit, <laughs> I'd, I'd be mate. I'd be gyro reaching everywhere. Oh, so yeah. no good. Yeah, yeah, so I couldn't do Amazing Race. Nah. Yeah, that's a that's a fair answer. Okay, bro. Uh, what's your go to? Okay, seeing as though you've just spent fifty that well, not just six months ago, whatever. All those days eating rice and beans. And by the way, when you watch it on TV, that looks disgusting. Like the conco- it was all black and gooey and like. Man, um, you're so hungry that like you just. Oh, I know. Like it's awesome. Like you just want more <laughs> of it. Like, How long did I take you to touch beans when I got out? Like oh, you did. Yeah, I put olive oil and salt on it and stuff, but it was I for a little while. I'm not haven't any more but yeah yeah fair fair well bro this one is mate because you can come back and eat what's your go-to takeaway 
What like now? Like what's um, your go to? Yeah, burgers. Burgers. Like I love like a good burger joint. Um, so I've like rotated between a few. Um, so like I but if I'm going out somewhere, it's always like a nice burger, like double beef, double cheese, <sighs> chips, all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. So we got awesome burger joints around where I am. But like I'm partial. Like I love a bit of dirty maccas too, man. Like oh, mate, the, we we just love. Any fast food, bro. <laughs> We're shocking. So, but mainly like burgers. Burgers, I've got to pick. What's your go-to? I asked someone else this on a podcast a few weeks ago. Black Ferns player, and it was funny as hearing her answer. But what's quarter? your? Yeah, yeah. Here we go. What's All your right. go-to? I get a large double quarter pounder meal with steamed buns and McChicken sauce on the burger. <laughs> then I get, then I'll get a double, or like depending how hungry I am, like I'll either get a double McChicken with steamed buns and add cheese on the burger as well. Oh, and then I either get. I'll get a side of Big Mac sauce to dip my chips in. Yeah. Right. So you get all the flavors. You get you get the Big Mac sauce with the flavor of the Big Mac. You get the, like the quarter pounder double cheeseburger style flavor and you get the chicken flavor. So Dude, that sounds We've got glorious. it down to it. Steam buns are crucial. You have to get the steam buns, man. Mate, once you go steamed, you never go back, eh? Never. Never go back. I, yeah. I actually I, I I didn't do it last time either. I should have it beside me in case this question ever comes up, but I found <laughs> the Big Mac sauce Watties version. Oh, yeah, yeah, they tried to copy it. Is it good? And it's like, uh, it's good, bro. Like, it's not yeah. exact, but it's pretty yeah, close. Good enough. Pretty close, yeah. Mate, what a go-to. I'd hate to be in the car if you were to take away, though. Yeah, oh, man. Through. My missus orders similar. Like, oh, okay. So, oh, you're that dude. So you guys our, are that Our guy. orders are shocking, man. And we always have to park. Like, we drive through and they're like, can you go to the waiting bay? I'm like, yeah, right. And then you're always double-checking because they always stuff up our order. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Open the we bag. We complicate it too much. Bag. It's our fault. It's our fault. Yeah, no, you've brought that on yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, bro. Last two. This one's more philosophical. So here we go. What do you wish you spent more time doing five years ago? Five years ago. Um, that, I guess you do now. I guess that's how you uh, answer that question. Five years, what do I do now? Um, nothing, man. I think it's all worked out perfectly. Like, not perfectly, but you learn from everything in life. And like, I set a goal five years ago, like, to get into jujitsu, and I did it, you know, Boom. and like, yeah. that, like, I, I, I like to plan and, and, you know, look ahead and, um, you know, throughout my twenties, I did, I traveled, I, I did all the partying and stuff. And so like I've ticked those boxes and, um, I'm, yeah, I'm, we do a lot of stuff socially, me and my partner. So there's not much, man. Like I, I wish I was more, I'm like a, like I'll go and train really hard. And then I, I like a bit of a homebody after that. I do wish that maybe I had that bit more of like a, a get up and, go and like go hiking and be about outdoors a bit more. I get yeah, caught yeah. up in sitting at home doing, you know, rubbish admin that could probably wait a little bit and be a bit more outdoorsy, which I'm hoping with my son, you know, I just want to grab him and chuck him yeah. on the chest and, and so, go get outdoors a bit more. Um, so maybe that, bro. But other like, otherwise, it's it's been good, man. There's yeah. not much you can change. Yeah. Life's too short for regrets, eh? Yep. Um, mean, bro. And here's, here's our last one. And um, this is always uh, – Interesting to hear the answers and, and the why behind the answers. but uh, And it's your classic, bro. This question you've probably been asked before and your answer will always evolve, but it's always a good one to talk about. Celebrity dinner guest, bro. You know, you, you, you've you got a dinner and you can invite yeah. three people. It doesn't have to be celebrities, by the way. It could be yeah, yeah, people yeah. you know. Yeah. Dead or alive, three people at dinner, who and why? Well, um. I actually have never been asked this one before. Really? I mean, nah, the boys yeah, are always yeah. yelling about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I'm trying to think of people that maybe have like shaped my life. Like who 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 are guns? Like Arnold Schwarzenegger is a weapon. You know what I mean? Like 
<laughs> into straight like randomly, but like straight to Arnie, like you look at him as in terms of like the life lessons that he's learned, you know, he was like a millionaire before getting into movies and, and like he's pivoted between all these different careers. Like Governor, he's all like, what the- actually really amazing. Like, and the work, work ethic that he brings, like, so you've got like Arnie there. Um, I think he's amazing. Nice. Um, what about philosophically or something like that? There's a, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu, um, you know, he's an MMA coach as well. He coached George St. Pierre and um, John Danaher. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually a Kiwi guy. He's from Don, Dunedin. But oh, he, yeah, yeah. He, he now trains the best jiu-jitsu guys in the world. And, you know, anyone that goes and spends time, you know, training under him becomes weapon, elite, yeah. you know. And he's a he's actually also – he studied philosophy um, and then decided to not, you know, follow that path and become a jiu-jitsu teacher. And now he's, like, one of the best in the world. And uh, so, yeah, I'd probably have, yeah, him there. Um, And then the third one, maybe, like – Who's hilarious, man? Like Kevin Hart or something like that, just to add some humor to it, you know. Yeah, like yeah. Kevin the atmosphere. I like it. You think yeah. of the atmosphere, bro. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, I'd go a comedian. So, so, but what I'm what I'm gathering, bro. So you're getting Arnie, so he can teach you how to bench more than the the Polly Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're getting uh, you're getting the bro from Jiu Jitsu, so you can get revenge on Geordie. Yes. Um, and then you're getting um. Oh, Kevin Hart, because you were too serious on Survivor. Yes, you didn't make me funny. Yeah, so I get a better edit on Survivor. That's it. You've hit the nail on the head. Bro, bro. Survivor training 101. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Oh, bro. No, that's that's good guests, bro. Those are some good guests. Arnie. Went straight to Arnie. There's a guy yeah, on the know. new Survivor like, who looks like Arnie. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a random question, so I had to think fast. Oh, yeah, bro. I like it. Um, well, Josh, bro, honestly, um, it's been, it's been a good yarn. Like, I mean, here we are. Hold on. Let me look at our time. Here we are almost hour and 40 in. And that's what I love. Like we spent 35 minutes talking about aviation or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it, bro. I've really enjoyed just diving into more of who you are, what you do, why you do it, um, and some of that behind the scenes stuff, you know. Um, yeah. No, I appreciate that, man, because, you know, every podcast I've done so far has just been all Survivor. So to um, just chat about, you know, me as a person, it's – it's. Um, not being good for my sense, but being good to get a little bit of it across, you know. So yeah, I appreciate yeah. it, man. Thank yeah, you. you're not you're not the the hard ass we've seen. Uh. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> man. I'm a, yeah, I'm actually a softy, bro. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, bro, you're a legend, bro. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Good